Hey guys and welcome to the Surf Coast Creators Podcast. I'm your host Ben Hucker. Season 3, episode number 10 today. I cannot believe we've come this far already. So basically up to our 30th guest. Got a really exciting guest today, but what's this podcast all about? Well, we tell the stories of doers, thinkers and creative people on the Surf Coast in Australia. Why do we do it? Well, there's a melting pot of creative people on the coast in Australia and we wanted to bring their stories to life for tuning in today. I hope you enjoy today's episode. We're interviewing the founder of Tribe Skincare in Torquay, Kayla Houlihan. Kayla started the business about three years ago and she's turning over close to $3 million today. So if there's anyone to talk to about e-commerce and you know how to grow a business and how to make the most of your creative streak, then it'll be Kayla. But she had her challenges, that's for sure. So just picture starting your business, being really, really passionate, all, you know, all guns blazing, and then after three months getting a, a nasty little letter in the mail saying that you have to cease and desist. That's exactly what happened to Kayla. Find out how she responded to this nasty little letter and had to start from scratch. So she's an amazing woman. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. Leave us a rating on iTunes at the end and let us know what you thought of today's episode. This is the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast with your host, Ben Hucker, and co-host, Jess Mellington. Hey, listeners. Welcome to the Surf Coast Creatives Podcast. I'm Jess Mellington, and I'm here today interviewing the lovely Kayla Houlihan. Welcome, yes. Kayla. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. Would you like to just introduce your business for us, podcast listeners? Yeah, sure. So my business is called Tribe Skincare, and we're a skincare brand for sensitive skin, I think is the easiest way to sum it up. Yeah, perfect. Thank you. And we're just going to go straight into our Breaking the Ice segment. So this is where we get to know you a little bit better and let the listeners in. So number one, where were you born? I was born in Portland in Victoria. So what's that like? three or four hours from Torquay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I spent the first 18 years of my life there. Yeah. It's funny too, living in Torquay, I find it so similar to Portland, but yeah. Portland's like a sort of old-fashioned, stuck-in-time, not-so-cool version of Torquay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's nice, um, yeah, moving to the surf coast, it's like similar to where I grew up, but just a bit more funky and better places yeah. to eat, a bit more going on. Yeah. We don't mind getting down to Portland, do we, Jess? We, we had a camping trip there two years ago and again last oh, year, so I think we might be heading back this year at some stage, but yeah. we love it down there. But yeah, you're right, nice. it's sort of slowly catching up. Yeah. It's like whatever happens in Torquay happens in Portland maybe two years later. Uh, I'll get the I'm feeling. going 10 years. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> We're quite behind, but I mean, people love going there for fishing. Yeah. yeah. Super popular for that. Fishing, yeah. good surf. Yes, true. So. Yeah, yeah. You, you love the surf down there. That was really fun. No, actually, one of our guests from two episodes ago, Romy Roach, was from Portland as well. Oh, yeah. That way. So, there you go. There you go. Nice All one. the creatives and business owners coming yeah. from Portland. Yeah. <laughs> well, two anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> Question number two, Jess. Well, you've answered that one, so you grew up in Portland. Yeah, yep. Yep, there until I was 18. Nice. Number three, are you a full-time or part-time creative? Full-time creative, so I work full-time in my business, Tribe Skincare, and I'd say probably part-time doing creative stuff, yeah. and then part-time doing all of the more data, analytics, all of that more boring side of stuff. Yeah, yeah. The admin, all the stuff that drives your business. But exactly. Yeah. Yeah, the not... important stuff, but the not-so-fun bit. So yeah. I think being a business owner, it's good that 
you do still get to have so much creativity in what you do. Yeah. And that's definitely the side of it that I love and try to focus on. Did you find that you were quite creative as a teenager with regard to you know, your traditional creative pursuits like art and photography and videography and those types of things? Or was it more about entrepreneurship and business for you? Well, funnily enough, before I had this business, I studied for four years to be an art teacher and then worked for two years as an art teacher. So I guess like I started um, down in Portland and then a year in London as well. So definitely had that background in thinking that I wanted to be a full-time creative and then I've um, eventually ended up in business. So I had a salon with my sister, a skin clinic in Geelong. And then from there, the natural progression was to go into skincare. But I think that's why I love the creative side of the business so much, because I have that background in art. Yeah. Yeah. So now you're painting women's faces more so than... Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's interesting to hear, because I read a lot of articles before this episode today, and that's not mentioned anywhere, that you... Well, once an art teacher, so... Yeah, right. Maybe I'm giving you an exclusive yeah. without even knowing it. <laughs> it just seems like so long ago, because straight out of high school, I went into yeah. studying. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's almost like a different lifetime, because I had the skin clinic for three years in between teaching and having tried skincare. Yeah. But, yeah, I guess your background definitely always shapes what you do, and I can see how it did have an impact on the business today. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I can see the headline for the podcast already, Art <laughs> Art teacher tells all. Yes, exclusive. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, are you a camper or a glamper? Definitely a glamper. Yeah. I think I like the concept of camping, but I don't (laughs) like the roughing a bit. So I think glamping's a good in-between. Yeah. I actually have a favourite glamping spot. This is obviously not a plug, but I'll just say um, I love going to cosy tents in Dalesford. Oh, yeah. I've been there like four times in the last two years, and it's just the best glamping. Actually, that came up on the radar. Why did that come up on the radar recently? Oh, we've... I've got my cousin's wedding in a couple of weeks and we were looking for accommodation. The wedding's at Macedon and Dalesford's not far away. So that those glamping tents, actually, they're pretty cool, aren't they? They're really kitted cool. out. Yep. Full air conditioning and all the rest, I think. Yeah, so. yep. So you've got your fans, you've got heaters in winter so you can get nice yeah. and cosy. Oh, nice. And it's just nice to go to bed at the end of the night and have a proper bed. Yeah. But you get the kind of the best of both worlds because you're still technically out in nature doing yeah. a bit of camping yeah so you've stayed at there quite a bit yeah you get away there to yeah going and... back we went there over new year's eve and oh, stayed cool. two nights booked out the whole campsite with friends and we just had the oh, best time very nice yeah yep. you got the cidery there now too in Dalesford. so yeah did you go there? i really want to go there i haven't been yet have you been to it no i've heard a lot about it yep. yeah just from friends that have been there so yeah yeah nice Definitely want to check that out. Absolutely. Mm, too. But uh, otherwise, a glamper. Yep, <laughs> definitely a glamper. Nice one. Do you have a favourite TV series at the moment or in general? At the moment, I'm watching The Queen's Gambit, oh, yeah. which I feel like everyone's watching. Yeah. Yeah. Of all time, my favourite would be The Walking Dead. Oh, I just yeah, think that's yeah. the only TV series that I've been like addicted to, wanting to watch the next episode. And, yeah. Yeah. So I've missed that one. Was that, that the one with the theme park? and? Oh, it's got all sorts of things. Yeah, it's all yeah. the zombies. Uh, it goes for so many seasons. I think it's nine seasons or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's so good. And Queen's Gambit, we, we've got into that a lot too, haven't we, Jess? Yeah, and a few so of the... Oh, a lot of the guests have actually brought that up as a 
favourite. Have you finished the series? Please yeah, I just it. finished it. Don't give it away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yeah, haven't finished it, I won't say anything. <laughs> question number six, Jess. Where's the first place you would go for a coffee in Torquay? Oh, I feel like I always end up at Bombora's. Nice. And if it's not there, it's next door at Folklore. Not that you get coffee there, but between those two venues, yep. I'm always there. <laughs> yeah, folk, oh, folklore do coffee? No. Uh, oh, I see. I get my coffee food, from yeah. Bomboras, yeah. then go next door for yeah. food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah love those say. venues. Yeah. It'd be nice if they did the traditional Vietnamese coffee. No, they yeah. do. Yeah. Oh, they, they do? do? Yeah, it's so, I've had that a few times. Those oh. little coffees, they knock your socks off. Yeah, especially espresso martinis. I know. Yeah, right. So one of those. That's coffee. Yeah. Just to get the motivation for the rest of the day. Yeah. Love that idea. Yeah. And the last question: Were you busy during COVID, or was your business flat? So it was a really weird year, um, 2020, and it's still continuing on into 2021. It was up and down. So I think overall we were like pretty much the same, but we had periods where like the business was growing rapidly, especially when everyone went into that first lockdown because we're e-commerce and sending straight to people's doors. We could do contactless delivery. And I think people were almost just freaking out. They wouldn't be able to get all their supplies they needed. So everyone was ordering at once. And then it would just go completely dead for ages when everyone had already sort of stocked up. And then when things are in the news talking about things like recessions, people get a bit tighter with their money and think, okay, where can I cut? So, yeah, it was just a weird up and down unpredictable sort of year yeah and I think yeah overall about the same but just I don't know a year that wasn't like any other years yeah was there that initial panic at the start I mean COVID hit and it felt like the end of the world like in terms of people spending money and all the rest because you know all the stimulus and all the you know the packaging from the government and all the rest and small business support it wasn't really there at the very very beginning was there initial panic that people wouldn't have any money to spend and that might yeah, be Yeah, I think there would have been panic for just about every business owner yeah. out there. Even if your business was going well, like when I went through the times where it was so busy, I was still panicking because I'm panicking about trying to get everyone their skincare and then you think we've had such a big increase that we're going to run out of stock of everything. So there's always going to be that panic and when you're watching the news every single day and it's talking about small businesses closing down and you know, um, retail going down 20 and 30% and all these huge figures, Yeah. there's naturally a panic that you know at some stage it's going to have an effect on you and your business. Yeah, mm. it must have been terrifying at the start. So I recovered and had a pretty much the same year as 2018, 2019. Yeah, pretty much, yeah, which is good, really. I mean, we always try to grow every year. Yeah. And at the start, I still had all my growth figures in place to say, you know, we want to grow 20% on what we were last year. But then I started to realise, I'm like, we're not achieving those growth targets because we're, you know, in a crazy time. So if we can match what we did last year, that's amazing. Mm Yeah. So, yeah, just being happy with that, really. That's good. That's actually a lot of our guests have shared similar sentiments, I think, initial panic and then a lot of people selling online and making making the most of their online sales. We had one guest uh, a couple of episodes ago who transitioned his business from face-to-face leadership courses to completely 100% online so yeah okay it's been a lot of changes I think throughout a lot of local businesses yeah it happened so quickly too businesses were very quick to sort of pivot and think 
how we're going to yeah. get through this. And yeah, yeah all the yeah. restaurants doing takeaways and businesses that weren't previously online going online. Yeah, discovering, you know, Wix and yep. Weebly and WordPress and all those fun places to build a website. So yep. Shopify would have been going Shopify crazy. Shopify as well, yeah. e-commerce. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we'll get into some of the, your favourite apps and the rest. But um, yep. thanks for completing our Breaking the Ice segment. Did you enjoy that? Yeah, I loved it. We found out a few tidbits of information there, which is good. So if you want to take us back, so art teacher for a couple of years yep. in London and here in Australia as well, but then started your own business with your sister, I yep. understand, so started as a beauty therapist. So that went for three years. Do you yep. want to take us back to the beginning of that business? What sparked the interest in entrepreneurship and running a business? Did you see it that way? Did you see it as entrepreneurship or did you see it as sort of just building a business and opening the doors and I think I saw it as I just love doing facials and yep. I just wanted to do facials all day, every day. So it wasn't, oh, I'm going to make X amount of money per week. It was more about no. helping people. It was more just, yeah, that I loved doing what I was doing. And I thought, well, if I run my own business, then I get to choose what treatments I'm doing all day and how we do things. And then my sister, who I had the skin clinic with, her background's in accounting and financial planning. So then she looks after all of like, the money side of things about yeah. thinking oh, yeah. how can you make the business profitable and viable yep. um, even now so I've got tribe skincare by myself um, but my sister still deals with all of that for me all right, she's still involved. <laughs> as a staff yeah. member yeah rather yep. than a co-founder but um, yeah I think that's just me having my head in the sand with all of that I've never really gone into business and thought I want to make x amount of dollars yep. and that sort of thing it's just been about doing what I want to do and, yeah, filling the gap and helping people. Yeah, cool. So you did that for three years. Where did the idea come from for the Tribe skincare range? So we stopped skincare in our salon that our clients could then purchase and use at home just so they could get better results. You get great results from coming in for a facial, but it's what you do with your skin every day that's going to get them the real results. So, yeah, we had skincare in there. It was working great for a lot of our clients. It was all very, like, active, doctor-formulated. But there was nothing for our clients with sensitive skin. And so we were initially just looking for something to stock in our own salon. So we were looking into the Australian market and all the brands that were out there, and we couldn't find a brand that was exclusively for sensitive skin. So there was a few products in ranges that would work for their skin or, like, it might be a mini range within a big skincare brand. But yeah. I was like, this is definitely a gap in the market, that there's no brand people can go to and know every single product in that range is going to be suitable for their sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think my research from the salon, we knew people loved all natural products. They really wanted Australian made and they really wanted vegan friendly. So that was just a no-brainer to yeah. make our skincare for sensitive skin, all those things as well. Yeah, that vegan industry is just massive, isn't it? It's just exploded, the organic sort of vegan yeah, touch. Absolutely. So it sounds like it's 100% vegan and Australian made. So you manufacture in Australia? All your in products? Australia. Really? Yeah. So no factory in China and bringing it over? Nope. Even our um, bottles and everything are made in Australia. So I think we were so lucky during COVID. That was a lot of the initial collapse of businesses was they lost their whole supply chain. Yep. that you know they might be manufacturing clothing and they couldn't get any clothing in for months so i think that's why overall the business wasn't majorly affected because we never lost that supply chain yeah right. it was all here in australia and we could 
keep operating fairly much as usual. Yeah, no yeah. massive three or four month shipment delays and things like yeah. that. Yeah, the exactly. Businesses have been, some e-commerce retailers have been through hell, haven't they? Yeah. So. I think I would still be stressed now, even though things have sort of, I guess, leveled out. If I was manufacturing overseas, I'd still Just, have that stress in the back of yeah. my mind of whether things were going to show up. Yeah, yeah. I'd be a nightmare, I think. So, well, yeah. that's, that's interesting to hear. So, Obviously, that pushes up the cost, I imagine. So yeah. you're at the premium end of the market, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, we're somewhere in the middle. I'd say yeah. we're high mid. And um, I think that's something the consumers are happy to pay for, that they know it is all natural and Australian made. Um, the fact it's vegan friendly, our customers aren't all vegan. So yeah. <laughs> most of them probably aren't, but they just like the fact that they can purchase yeah. the skincare and know that there is no animal byproducts in it. So no animal byproducts and not tested on no animals. No testing on animals. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a, a good way to lead off, I guess, with um, with regard to making your product unique. Yeah. What, what else makes your, your product unique? So I guess in terms of the actual product itself, it's the fact that it's all for sensitive skin. So that yeah. means it's free of any harsh chemicals, parabens, anything like that. It's free of all common allergens as well and just all super gentle but still super effective. So that makes the actual product unique in terms of like the look and feel of the brand. It's always really stood out. It's very like colorful, tropical yeah, in your face. Yep. Yeah, so we're actually about to go through a rebrand in the next few months. Ah. It'll still stand out, but it's like a lot more of a minimalist, subtle version. Does that make you nervous, doing a rebrand? It makes me nervous, but more excited, which yep. is good. I just can't sort of imagine what the brand's going to look like. Yeah. yeah. So I'm nervous for the logistics of it, of thinking right now every single thing in the warehouse in six months won't be there. So yeah. all packaging, everything's getting changed over. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I'm excited. It's kind of like, not that I want to start over, but just like refreshing yeah. every single touch point of the brand. It's just an exciting time and gives us time to sort of look over what we're doing and yeah, what we want to change for the future. I noticed that you do a lot of content, so I guess if the brand changes and your content is still consistent and fun and I noticed you do a lot of videos on Instagram each day and Facebook, that's a key part of your strategy. So yeah, keeping that sure. consistent even though you might have a different looking brand. Yeah, which is crazy to think every piece of content we've already produced is going to become irrelevant. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to have to start again. But we've got like our photographer and videographer we work with, the Torquay base. The model yeah. we work with is Geelong base. So yeah. it's pretty easy just to sort of get a team together and recreate all the content. We've already got yeah. our concepts and look and feel. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we'll just be redoing it all. Yeah. You get the feeling you like to outsource a lot. So you concentrate on your key area, which is developing new products. Yeah. And the rest you outsource. Very you, rec much. you recommend that to your first-time entrepreneurs? For sure, yeah. I think at the start, it's a little bit too scary to take on staff. Yeah, so especially that's without something, a budget. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I've only done that in 2020. Yep. Um, I always had like a casual that would help me, but now I've got the full-time staff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's something... I've only just sort of had the confidence to go into, but of course, as a business owner, right from the beginning, you're going to need help. And instead yeah. of trying to learn how to do everything yourself, you're better off to pay the people that already know how to do it. Yeah. And yeah. outsourcing is a perfect way to do that because you're not having that long-term commitment of needing someone on your team as such, yep. but they're all very good at what they do. 
And it helps you stay in the game, doesn't it? I mean, we've just started outsourcing our podcast editing of each episode. Like, yeah, I was racking my brain every week. It's taking me four or five hours, and it's not my strong suit. Podcast editing, audio editing. Yeah, never studied it. I've learned it from a few YouTube videos and other things and yeah. podcasts. So, just started outsourcing it, and it's so good. It feels so good. Yeah, it's even a though you're paying for it, for but you. it's high quality. You basically send off the intro, the outro, the episode. You know sponsor ads and other things and it's it's done for you yeah it's yeah so you've got good. to put the money behind it but it's great that you will end up with a higher quality product when you're outsourcing yeah. it to yeah. someone who's a professional in that field yeah and your target market obviously girls do you target men at all yeah so we think of the skincare it can be for anyone like we do have females and males that use the skincare at the moment, the packaging's probably making males not really feel inclined to use it. So that's something we're looking at as well with the rebrand is just being a bit more inclusive of everyone. Yeah. And yeah, we just think people from, we sort of say 12 and up can start using skincare yeah. right up to 70 year olds can use it. It's really just for anyone who has sensitive skin. Yeah, because that's a huge market, isn't it? I read something the other day that blokes spend just as much now, on, if not more, as girls on cosmetics and skincare and all, you know, there's, there's a category for it. I can't quite think of it. It's right up there with the amount of money that uh, girls spend. Yeah, it's a, definitely a growing industry. Yeah, so from a bloke's perspective, I've never actually used moisturiser or anything like that, so it's probably good thing. Yeah, you have sensitive skin, so... Yeah, if I, if I use stuff, which I have, you know, in the past and put it on, under my eyes, it flakes and puffs up and like I end up looking like I've been in a fight. Yeah, so okay. I just, I just don't put anything on my face at all. Except Do you wear sunscreen? Water, cold water, yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So I think sunscreen's the most crucial thing. If you're going to do one thing, yeah. do that. Sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, surfing a lot, so. Yeah, okay. Always got the sunscreen on yep. before we go out for a surf. Perfect. So. And you, Jess, what about your skin? Well, I use, well, mine's pretty dry, but it's pretty, pretty good. I've had your products in a facial. I went to a salon in Torquay and they stocked Tribe. Yeah. And I had a really nice facial with the skincare products. So it was good. Oh, yeah. So nice. Yeah. And just getting back to, so you started off the brand. It's all kicking along now. Mm-hmm. At what point did you, did you decide to go all in? I actually read that you started this business as a sort of side hustle yeah when did yeah. you go oh oh god this is massive oh a few months in yeah, it was pretty quick yeah so we were thinking of it as a skincare brand just to stock within our salon but naturally with like the minimum order quantities and everything i was like well this isn't really feasible just to have this much skincare for one salon. So I'm going to have to get it into some other salons and get it online as well. And the online aspect of the business just went nuts, which was crazy at the time. I was just selling purely through Instagram and there was obviously... Just through Instagram? Yeah. Not even a website? Oh, I had my website, yeah, yeah, but not doing any paid advertising or anything, just posting on Instagram. And there was clearly a big gap in the market for skincare for sensitive skin. So people were very willing to give it a go. And after about probably two to three months of having the brand on the market, I was like, okay, this is the real thing. Like it's already overtaken the skin clinic. It needs my full time to make it happen. Yeah. And just for our listeners that are into practical hints and tips, do you want to give us a, say I've got an e-commerce brand, what's a specific strategy I could use to 
to grow my following and grow my sales? Yeah, yeah, I think we've always tried to make our content fun and engaging because you want your page to be somewhere people want to go. Mm. So if they end up on your page and you're just constantly advertising to them and you're not really talking to them as the customer, they're going to leave your page pretty quickly. Yep. So I think that's always been sort of our focus is to be informative on our page so tell people what they need to know to improve their skin and things about different ingredients and skincare but also we've kept it pretty fun and light-hearted yeah so just working out what your customer who you're trying to appeal to what they really want mm-hmm. that's one thing we do on the podcast actually we've we've set up a new facebook group we'd love you to be a part of that group actually send yeah. you an invite after the episode today Great. but i uh, basically we started a group of creative people who want to share ideas and resources and hints and tips and stuff, but we want to keep it fun at the same time. Yeah. So it's good to hear that. And overall, with the social media strategy, we try and keep it fun and down to earth and pretty humble. So. Yeah. Yeah, people are going on social media to be entertained. So yep. you've got to do yeah. exactly that. And they're going on there to have fun. Yeah, yeah. you go to LinkedIn to get your know, hardcore data and statistics exactly. and stuff too, don't yeah. you? So yeah. do you have much time for Facebook? Like given how hard they're making it now to promote your stuff organically? Yeah, so Facebook um, has been super effective for Tribe Skincare, but it's always been a paid strategy. So in terms of organic, the reach is just so low that we're literally just posting our Instagram content across to Facebook. We've got a few customers and people who follow us who don't have Instagram, so we leave it there for them. But yeah, Facebook's always been a paid thing. We've done Facebook ads right from the start because you can really target people based on their skin concerns or based on their age, demographic, all of that's really cost-effective as a way of marketing. Mm -hmm. So sponsored ads, uh, sponsored posts, plus paid advertising campaigns as well? Yeah, for sure. And I know myself, I buy things off Facebook ads all the time. Really? Because they're so customised these days that Facebook are putting in front of you exactly what you want. To yeah. the point that you talk about something yeah. and then yeah. the ad's showing up, which is very creepy but also very yeah. handy. It's like, yes, I am in the market for that. So. It's like you woke up that morning and had a thought and then the next minute it's on Facebook. Exactly. Yeah, it's a bit crazy sometimes. But then again, at least it's relevant. Like, yes. You know, TV, free-to-air TV, you, you log on and you see ads for cleaning products and all sorts of stuff that you don't want to see. And at least it's targeted and it's relevant. Yeah, so it's great for businesses, not so great for individuals that feel like their privacy is being invaded. But from a business perspective, it's great that Facebook knows which people are in the market for skincare and can put our ad right in front of them. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's good to know as well. So it kind of resided to the fact that you had to pay up for a little bit for Facebook. Yeah, Yeah, and then keep doing your stuff on Instagram organically. Yeah, exactly. So you kind of want to have that mix of your paid advertising that you know is working and that gives you a bit of control in terms of we know if we spend $100 on Facebook ads around about what return we're going to get. And then you also want your organic coming through to um, sort of bring down the cost overall of your marketing. Yeah. Well, we've noticed that with the podcast, we get so much engagement with Instagram and then we, we post through to Facebook and, you know, you get two likes, three likes. Yeah. And that's auntie, <laughs> just like yeah. your mum or something like that. So yeah. it's tough to get through. It doesn't make it very through. motivating to yeah. post, does it? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, you stick with Instagram and then it filters through to Facebook. But um, yeah. So we've read lots of... Did you have a question, Jess? Yes. How did you uh, learn... 
like how did you get into business? Have you always been business minded? I mean, in terms of you seem to know a lot about everything in the background. Like, did you go to school to learn this or did you just pick it up as you went? Yeah, I just picked it up as I went. I've just always thought that everything you need to know is out there on the internet. Like, yeah. it seems silly, but you know, the internet is the absolute oh, best resource. You can yep. Google anything. Yeah. So if I want to start doing Facebook ads right back three years ago when I was beginning, I would just Google how do I set up a Facebook ad? And yeah. there's YouTube tutorials on how to do it and blog posts and just so much information out there yeah. that I think you really can teach yourself how to do anything these days. Yeah. And having that real life experience of running a business yeah. is going to teach me so much more than if I had to yeah. tried to go and study, study. business. Yeah. So big on self-taught and self-education. For sure. Yeah, I think it's, like, it's, it's so warranted in this day and age with technology it changes so quickly too so if you did it i don't know a tafe course on digital marketing that tafe course is more than likely going to be mostly irrelevant 12 months later so yeah, absolutely you would have just learned about facebook and then yeah. now everyone's on tiktok and yeah. that yeah. probably isn't even TikTok in the course the curriculum course, yeah. <laughs> yeah and yeah. algorithms changing all the time so yeah that's that's interesting to hear so self-taught which a lot of our guests are by the way as well so yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we look at a lot of the headlines and on your on your news feed and you know the Instagram stories and it's all happy and um, making lots of money and enjoying what you do, passionate about what you do. What's what's been your biggest challenge to date? Goodness, there's been a to lot go to of the challenges. Other side of the equation. Yeah, to go right back to my first ever major challenge I had, which I think is just a good one to share because it can educate people about this. So when Tribe Skincare first launched. It launched as Lifesaver Skincare. So we were a completely different name and the concept was meant to be that, you know, it's Lifesaver for your skin. Uh Everything was sort of nautical, coastal themed. Mm. And I'd been operating as that name maybe for like two or three months. So I purchased the um, business name and I thought that was basically all you had to do. So I was like, great, I've done my legal requirements with the government. But at the time, I didn't know anything about trademarking. So another company had bought out the trademark for the word lifesaver to be used in conjunction with skincare. And um, yeah, basically just overnight receive a letter from a lawyer and no longer able to operate under that name. Was that from Lifesaver the candy? No, it wasn't. So they're trademarked in the like confectionery category, but not in skincare. So I could have got the trademark if this other company didn't have it for use in skincare. And I guess, yeah, a few months in for that to happen, it was a huge challenge because I knew nothing about any of that and had to really think, okay, I can't sell any of this skincare. I had 48 hours left to sell it, so I just mm. cleared it all out um, and then had to think, am I going to rebuild from here or is this it? So, of course, I rebuilt because yeah. Yeah. I'm still here three years later, mm-hmm. um, rebuilt under a new name that is trademarked. But I think that's so important. Um, for a trademark, you do pay maybe like $800 to $1,000 or something yeah, it's about to that, start isn't it? up. Yeah. The cost um, of that has all come down too. Yeah, okay. Compared to what it used to be. So. Yeah. So it's not super expensive. I mean, it yeah. feels like a lot of money when you're starting up. But if you're investing in things like packaging and yep. your website and yeah. starting to do anything with your business, you don't want to have that turned upside down a few yeah. months later or at any time in your yeah. business. So super important. So just get that right from day one. Check Absolutely. the trademarks. 
Yeah. So you just even going as far as getting a trademark lawyer just to have a look. Yes. Yep. So I ended up going through a trademark lawyer because I thought I'm not going to yeah. try to do this myself. It's something I know nothing about. That's the outsourcing again. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now even with product names and everything, we just go straight to the trademark lawyer. Um, if we're expanding into other countries, they do all that for us as well. But it's just so important. Oh, yeah. It can be make or break down the track, can't it? Yeah. You don't want to build something and then have it all crumble down because yeah. it's something simple and something that yeah worth putting the money into and that's like that's a total rebrand absolutely so i've done it before this rebrand (laughs) will be easy that's uh that's good to hear actually so yeah just make sure you you get your trademarks right from the beginning yeah you talked about uh shopify and a few other apps just before Mm -hmm. you got any favorite tools and apps to stay on track and to build your business yeah so shopify is amazing for anyone that wants to do e-commerce all of the sort of back-end analytics you get are incredible we can go back three years ago look at exactly what sales we made for the day what our conversion rate is we can see where our web traffic's coming from so if they're clicking through from instagram like you just get the best analytics and it's so easy to build the website. So I've built the Tribe website myself. Really? Yeah. And yeah, it all functions very yeah. smoothly. And it's good that we can come up with a promotion. Say if this week we decided we want to do something like a special pack, I can just upload it on the website in two seconds myself. Yeah. Definitely recommend that. An app I'm loving is TikTok. TikTok? <laughs> yeah. This is one we haven't really embraced. I yeah. think I'm a little bit too old for it. And Jess hasn't really got on board it. So. Yeah. It's um it's yeah effective. it's really effective. It's been great for business in terms of getting new customers. So I think on Instagram it's all our sort of OG followers that have been yeah. there from the beginning, but the audience isn't really growing. So our OG Instagram our original our originals, yep. <laughs> yep. So all of our original followers, um, but the account doesn't really grow anymore. Yep. So we've still got to nurture everyone who's on there and it's a great audience we've got but it's always good to grow your business and reach yeah. new people so we're using tiktok for that that it's people that don't already know yeah. about the brand yeah that might be something to consider just i know we've avoided it today but a key part of running a good podcast is finding new listeners yes because you do cap out absolutely like there's yeah there's a certain point where it's, you've covered everyone friends family and friends of friends and it's like where, where to next so yeah and finding those newbies who've never heard of you yep that's the hard part it's got a lot of targeting in terms of like you know you can do hashtag surf coast and hashtag talkie and that sort of thing and people actually do use the hashtags so you can be discovered in that way but it's just really fun and easy and yeah great for reaching a new audience it makes videos fun too absolutely yeah platform for that much more engaging it kind of suits the tribe skincare brands because we do fun content um, rather than always being serious and you can shoot that content through to instagram can you yeah yeah we can share it now on reels which is um similar concept to what tiktok is i think instagram's trying to yeah get in on that yeah get in on on their territory yeah exactly well that's good to know as well so just you want to move on with their questions about inspiration and yeah this tends to throw a lot of people but just who inspires you in business and why yeah i think for the who it would be so many different names um if i was to say what inspires me it would be podcasts 
Yep. I think for the first few years of business, I just listened to so many founders' stories. Yep. So podcasts like this, um, there's so many podcasts where they interview business owners and you just learn so much from listening to other people's journeys. Yeah. So it's definitely the people who are on the podcast that yeah. inspire me. Yeah. That's that's cool to hear. So podcasts specifically, yep. they, they inspire you. Yep, never watched any YouTube videos or anything yeah. like that. It's always been just listening to podcasts and because I could listen while I was working. Yeah. So then if someone's talking about a cool idea, Say if I'm talking about TikTok, someone can be sitting on their phone downloading TikTok while yeah. I'm talking yeah. about it. Like it's yeah. just a good way, I think, as a business owner or as a creative to come across new people that can Absolutely. inspire you. I have to yeah. say my interest in entrepreneurship came from listening to the, the Tim Ferriss podcast. So yep. I just thought, you know, what's this all about? What's this four-hour week, work week all about? So yeah, okay. Working 60-odd hours a week at the time and just thinking, wow, there's something else out there. So... Yeah, that's a good point. and that's from podcasts as well. It's just so much more effective than seeing a two-second ad for something yeah. or um, you yeah, get to really hear the story. Yeah, that's a good plug for, uh, plug for the podcast. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> and a podcast too, you can do other stuff while you're listening, which yeah. you can't really with the YouTube. Yeah, it's great for when you're ad. driving. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's a good one. So, Do you have any favourite podcasts? Yeah, I love the Lady Brains podcast, yeah. which they um, – interview all different female founders, which is a really good one. I love anything on the Mamma Mia podcast network. Yep. I've been listening to this one, listening oh, cool. back to some episodes. Oh, cool. So, yeah, there's heaps out there. Yeah. yeah, there's no shortage. And then I love the true crime ones as well. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> which are nothing to do with business. That's good. Yeah. I always get too scared, like, when I'm driving and I'll listen to a true crime and then I'm, like, checking the back seat to see if, you know, Old mates in the back. Yeah, they can't listen at night time. No. Yeah, we've been tied in with some of those true crime podcasts. So, like, you know, on your iTunes where you say people have also listened to... We're in line with all the true crime stuff. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, right. Maybe we need to incorporate some true crime. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just once a week. (laughs) Tell a story. Yeah, next week, exclusive true crime. Tell the whole hand. Watch out. (laughs) So getting up towards the end of the episode, Kayla, great, been great chatting. So we like to finish on a, on a question about advice for budding entrepreneurs. What would be your number one piece of advice for people that, let's go with people that are, we get a lot of listeners who are sort of part-time doing the side hustle thing. They want to take the, the leap to full-time someday. What would, you be, what would be your best piece of advice? So I have a really good piece of advice I was given. This is back when I had the skin clinic and it's always stuck with me. And I think it's perfect for people who work for creatives or for themselves. So it's a bit long, so I'll make it quick. Um, Basically, in business, you can do three things. So you can have a good price, good service or good product. And if you try to do all three, you're going to go out of business. So you have to choose just two and I think it makes sense. So with Tribe Skincare, we've chosen to do a good product and a good service. So we can't do a good price, as yeah. in we can't compete with the prices people charge in a supermarket for skincare. We've got to have that kind of high-end price point because yeah. it is a good product that's all natural and made in Australia. And I think it's similar with creatives. Most of them are doing a really good product and mm. a good service. So in terms of their price, they have to price themselves fairly because if they try to price themselves too low, they're going to end up going out of business because they're yep. not making enough money. I like that. That's perfect. Yeah. 
And then I guess somewhere like Kmart, they're doing a good... Discount price. Yeah, they're doing the discounted price. So you can't expect service. the product is yeah. going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing yeah. against them, but yeah, yeah. you can't do all three, basically. Yeah, shout yeah. out Kmart. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kmart we love executives. you, Kmart. <laughs> uh, so product, price, service, pick two out of three. It'd yeah. be really, really good at two out of three. Yeah, pick two out of three and your business will be successful, but try to do all three and you go backwards. Love yeah. that. Mm. I use that for my own freelance content marketing business. So do a lot of marketing and strategy for companies and yeah, always get nervous about what you're quoting and your price and all the rest, but you have yep. to believe in what you're worth and Absolutely. So in my case I'd go for price and service. Yep. I'd if go for service and product. And product yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. If you're giving them a good service and a good product, they're not going to be as sensitive to your price. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's very really good practical advice. Yeah, so I like that. It's definitely helped me over the years. Yeah. yeah, well, that's a good one. So I'll hand it over to you just to find out where we can keep following Kayla's story and the tribe story as well. Um, do you want to let the listeners know where to go to find out more about your story? Yeah, sure. So um, in terms of where to find us, we actually have a store in Torquay now. So mm-hmm. I'll tell all your Surf Coast listeners that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, everyone knows where Arizona Living is in behind Bunnings. So that's where yep. we are next to them. Yep. And we have a store that opens Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, 1pm till 4pm that the locals can come in instead of having to shop online. They can come in, play with all the testers and yeah. get that personal service where we can actually tell them what skincare would be perfect for them. Awesome. That's and then for cool. anyone else around Australia? Or? Yeah, anyone else listening can head to, we're most active on our Instagram, which is just at Tribe Skincare, or head to the website, which is tribeskincare.com.au. Very cool. Any Thanks, specials running at the moment? Yeah, we Online. should make one. Um, <laughs> how about we'll do code SURFCOAST for 10% off site-wide. So, or 10% off if you want to come in store as well. So, I'll set that up when we finish recording. Awesome. And there yeah, anyone that enters code SURFCOAST can get 10% off and we do free express shipping Australia-wide as well. We'll do SURFCOAST10. Yep, easy. SURFCOAST10. That'd be very cool. Hopefully Perfect. Some listeners take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Just might have to get yourself some product. So. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. No, it's been awesome to chat. <laughs> Thank Just, you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been great to have you on. So, thanks for your time today and... Um, Keep putting your product out there. I hope the rebrand goes well. Yeah, thank you. I'm and excited. Is that an exclusive for the Surf Coast Creators podcast? Um, We've had it out there. No, I think you're the first um, podcast I've told yeah. about it. So there you go. You might put that out, to, out there <laughs> yeah. to a few media outlets. So exactly. Watch Another out for the exclusive. rebrand. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. And just where can our listeners go to uh, just tune in and tune stay in. up to date? Yep, well, we're off. Um, across all the major podcast platforms and then surfcoastcreatives.com is the website and we're on Instagram and Facebook yeah at surfcoastcreatives I think some episodes we give our listeners too many options sometimes so (laughs) let's just say give us a rating on iTunes so if you're tuning in on iTunes give us a rating and we'll give you a shout out on the next episode so we'll read out your comment, hopefully it's good, <laughs> read out your review and we'll give you a shout out on the podcast. So yeah, if you're tuning in on, on iTunes, then hopefully you can do that after the episode. Let us know what you thought. Otherwise, we'll leave you to it, Kat. Get back to your hustling and bustling business and yes. thanks again for your time today. <laughs> Thank you.